Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's Off the Shelf for this Saturday, the first Saturday in March, March the 2nd, 2013. And we want to thank you guys for being here with us. As I always tell you, it is such a joy to have you here. And for those who are loyal listeners, I thank you for being with us for going on 10 years now. And for those who is your first time tuning in to Off the Shelf, I want to introduce myself to you. I'm your host, Denise Turney, and as I always say, I'm coming to you live from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and you don't want to let another day pass before you pick up a copy of Love Pour Over Me. If you love mystery, romance, friendship, high chase scenes that keep you on the edge of your seat, and wonderful, wonderful friendships. You are going to love Love for Over Me, which is for sale at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, uh, bookstores, uh, book, Google Books, iTunes. It's in, it's in e-books and in print. If you don't see it on the bookstore shelf, just ask the clerk for it, and they can order a copy of it for you. Again, please go out and get a copy of Love Pour Over Me today. And now we want to go meet our special off-the-shelf guest, and she just told me that she's not feeling well, so we hope that she uh, will, will will be okay as she get, get, goes through today's show. And we thank her for for uh, tuning in with us today. Scheduled her through a, 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 a someone else who does marketing for book writers. So uh, I hope that she feels better and better and better as the show goes along. And our special <coughs> guest today is Michelle Robinson. And Michelle was born in Oakland, California, and she's the author of the book Right Before My Eyes. I love that book title. And this creative writer also loves styling hair, and I'm sure Michelle would love it if you visit her online at MichelleRobinsonAuthor.com is spelled just the way it sounds. It's two L's in her name, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. Again, it's MichelleRobinsonAuthor.com. Welcome to Off the Shelf, Michelle. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, and I, I thank you for for. I know we were unable to connect uh, uh, when you started to feel badly, but I'm so grateful and appreciative that you did dial in, uh, even though you're under the weather. And again, I hope you feel better soon. Uh, oh, I thank I you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I can hear maybe it's a cold. It's stuff going around, and it just keeps circling. It's like soon as I know where I work. As soon as you. People get well, then somebody else gets sick, and before you know it, you're getting sick again, and it just keeps going in a circle. Yeah, so well, we'll... here, it's, the temperature is like spring. It's like 74, then it's like Whoa. 30 at night. So it's just the uh, up and down, up and down is just hard to stay well. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so we're well, going to push that... through. Yeah, that's a, that's a big drop to 40 degrees. Are you still out there Ooh. in California? I am. I'm. Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. I wanted to ask you, how long have you worked as a hairstylist? And then I want to ask you another question about your hair hairstyling as it relates to writing. But how long have you worked as a hairstylist? I've been doing hair for eighteen years. Wow. And so you can imagine what I what I hear on a daily basis. <laughs> I'm I'm still hearing stuff. 
it's just amazing how people connect with you and uh-huh. when you're one on one with them and they just pour out their hearts and you just are like, What? <laughs> <laughs> and you know so what you it's, like just, it's it's good for writing. It's it's great for writing actually. <laughs> I I was getting ready to say a lot of times when you talk to people you you assume that they don't go through some of the stuff you do or something worse. And then when people start talking, when you look at the way we carry ourselves, we carry ourselves very differently than what's really going on in our minds. But right. um, I'm right. sure you exactly. you see that, and that could really help. Now, do you own your own salon, or you work you work with at a, for somebody else? I at do. I time? do. I own my own salon. I've been um, I own actually yours hair care. It's been um, almost a decade. Wow! Kudos to you. Well, thank Congratulations. You. Being a business owner is nothing there's nothing easy about that. It's and nothing so for, easy, but it's all one hundred re- rewarding, but it is it's hard work and it ain't for everybody. No. And <laughs> and I'm it, it's good to to meet you know, not only are you an author but also owning your own business and I'm sure that has helped you to to um advance your writing career, your those business and marketing skills. Now, we already kind of led into it. My next question was, I know you've heard a ton of stories while people are sitting in their chair and you are styling that hair and they come in, they become repeat loyal customers. Yeah. And you you day, start to, to feel like day. a friend. <laughs> yeah, you to start this to feel day, like a, I still hear there's no there's never been two days the same. Wow. You hear all kind of stuff. I mean, you just and there's some, a lot of stuff you don't even want to know. <laughs> but, you know, oh, girl, it is a, it's something. It's it's something. You have to be a special kind of person in order to, to take in what you hear. Um, you know, you I know you're familiar with the hairdresser being like the psychiatrist, you know, like yep. the bartender. But um, I stopped doing that. <laughs> oh. I've helped plenty of people. But, you know, it's like as you, you know, 18 years, you can imagine it's kind of the same story, just different characters' names. Put wow. In, you, know? so you kind of get sick of it after, <laughs> after 18 years. You get sick of it. And, That's what, and now that I'm older, you know, I'm not, you know, 20 anymore, but it's like I'm more amazed that people my age mm. and older are still going through stuff I was doing in my 20s. Wow. Oh, that's that kind of like my let down. I'm kind of let down with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, it never huh? changes. Yeah. Now, it I wanted never... to ask you, when you say, and it's amazing, if somebody worked as a psychologist, they would see it too. You just, or or, or worked in human resources. You keep seeing the same stuff come up in people over and over and over. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you if, if there were like just a few general things because we all think we're so unique. We all think, oh, there's nobody like mm-hmm. me, and you have no idea. No, you're like about another 10 million people. But but, but right. what did you learn about people in general? What are some some key general things that when you were talking to people that are sharing their story with you, they think they're so unique, but you've heard it a gazillion times. What are some key general things that you found in people that just kept coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up over and over again? One thing is that I, even like from my own experiences, like I'm like amazed that, oh, I'm, you know, I wasn't the only one that went through that. Mm. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Even from writing my book, coming up with drama, people that I don't know have inboxed me on Facebook and are like, if we were friends, I wouldn't be talking to you right now because this is about me. Wow. And I mean, I've drummed up some stuff. I'm thinking I'm just, this never happened to someone. And just to hear right. that. 
people go through this kind of thing, and it's like, why? Right. <laughs> and then as wow. a hairstylist, when you hear it day in and day out, and you know, when they, every time they come back, they update you on a story, you're just like, I can't believe you're really going through this. That like, you yeah. don't see that this is not good. You, you know that it's not good for you. So it's um, it's something that you just, it's something deep inside of us that makes us still allow ourselves to do something that we know we should not be doing. And that is just amazing. And it actually makes for good drama. And, you know, you think that it's fake drama when you write a story. It's like, oh, this is so good. It is actually people that are really doing it. (laughs) It's like, really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, oh. (laughs) And then when you say, when when you said when you see older people still doing it, it, it then it, like you said it can be discouraging. Like, do we not ever learn? Well, you <laughs> we know what I learn. believe there. You know what I think. What happens with that that type of person is like they probably were married earlier, so mm-hmm. the dating since this kind of stopped for them. You know, they got into this marriage, so once they're out of the marriage, they kind of you know they're that teenager again or that young woman. Uh, so they don't really have uh, they don't really have a lot of experience and they date different kinds of people or they don't know a dog when they see one because they're so used to being with this one person uh, for so long. When they get back in it they don't really very interesting. Yeah, they don't really they don't grab they don't have the knowledge. They don't have the expertise on dating. They lack that. So they're vulnerable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Can you tell us about some of the early pieces that you wrote as a writer at the very beginning of your career? And how long how long have you been writing? And can you tell us about some of the early pieces? Did you start writing poems, songs, plays? Okay, yes. Plays? I, so my experience, I've been writing poetry since, like, junior high. So, you know, that's been moons and many moons <laughs> of okay. that. So, um Lately, I guess like when I was in my early 20s, I was like, I want to write a book. And then everybody was like, what, you going to write about hair? And it was like, no, (laughs) people have done that already. I want to write a story. But I was like, okay, I can't write right now. I don't know anything. I have to live some more. So I just put it on the back burner. And so there was an experience that I had gone through, and two people in the same day told me, Oh, you know, Michelle, you need to write a book. This is you just gotta write a book. And so it was mm-hmm. kinda like a challenge for me. And it was mm-hmm. like, Well, you know, I write poetry, so what I did, I said, Am I ready to write a book? I said, hmm, well, you know, I'm not twenty anymore, I'm you know, thirty you know, fastly leaving and I'm like, oh, maybe I am ready. <laughs> so what I did was, you know, Miss Poet Miss Poet, so I wrote um, an erotic poet a poem. So I said, mm-hmm. if I could write a sex scene, because I had never done that with my writing. So I said, right. if I could write a sexual poem, then I probably am ready to write a book. <laughs> you know, because you got to put that in there. <laughs> so I did it, and I let some men read it, and they loved it. They was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let me try. So mm-hmm. I sat down one day. This was in, oh, I want to say it was, how long has it been? This is 13. I think I started in '09. Okay. I think it was 2009. So I just sat down one day. I said, I'm going to see what comes out. Mm-hmm. And, girl, I sat there and I wrote on three chapters. Wow. So I printed them out. Yeah, like in one, one time. Oh, my three goodness. Chapters. So 
coming from someone who writes one page of a you know, a poem, you know, one or two right. pages. I said I had three chapters. I'm oh like, my wow. goodness! So, yes, yeah, so I printed them out and I took them to work to the salon. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna see what they say. You know, that's my audience. You know, they, I listen mm-hmm. to them. They gonna listen to me. You know, let's change. Let's turn the table here. So right. They liked it. I got good feedback, and I was, you know, me. I'm like. Tell me the truth. If this, what you think? They was like, yeah, I want more. I want to read more. And mm-hmm. so one client told me, you had the style like an Eric Jerome Dickey back in the day. And I was like, I like him. You know, I was like, well, I met yeah, that's him. a compliment. I liked him. Yes, yeah, so I took that as a compliment, but I'm like, I want my own twist to it. I don't want to be like, I don't want to remind you of someone else. I right. want to bring my own into it. So <laughs> also what brought this project along was I was in a book club, actually. Mm-hmm. And we were reading books, and I just was not interested in any of the books we were picking. Well, the titles will remain nameless, but <laughs> I was like, if they could write a book, shoot, I could write a book. But, uh-huh. you know, I wasn't tripping. I'm like, yeah, I need, we need something, a page turner. I haven't read a page turner in so long. So that mm-hmm. was my goal. I said, this has to be a page turner, or I'm not going to do it. And then uh-huh. being from Oakland, you know, we're used to reading novels that are based in your town, Philly, New York, everywhere else but here. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. here but in California. So I thought that would be, like, you know, something new. <laughs> Not, mm-hmm. But, you know, if it's California, it's always Hollywood or L.A., you know. Yeah. You know. So I want to do something to represent my hometown. And so okay. they, everyone loves it. <laughs> so, and oh, I just that finished is... my second, I just finished my second, the sequel, the second okay. um Right before my eyes, too. I just sent it to my editor, so it's even better than the first one. I'm That's good. Say, because there you go. Yeah, you, just you, from as writing. Mhm. As you keep going, you should get better and better, and then you keep you keep the, your readers keep wanting to read your stories. Mhm. Yeah, they they they're after me. They actually kind of made me hurry up. <laughs> so okay. this would help. What I learned different from the second book it was like the second book wrote itself. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, it just like the first one. You know, you had to build on the characters, and you had to make everybody have a different voice, and you had mm-hmm. to, you know, give everybody a different everything. But the second book, it just came out so freely, and just like when I'm writing, I'm just like, really? I like that was not my game plan. Okay, <laughs> so I said, that's like, a good I don't thing, need though. a blueprint for this book. Yeah, it wrote itself, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was amazed. You know, so I the second book, I'm just like, kudos. I had to pat my own self on the back. I really don't even think go. I wrote the second book because I'm like, this, where did this come from? I'm like, yeah. who did this? Who said that? So I'm really <laughs> excited for the second installment to come out because uh, I can't even put my, I don't even want to put my name on it because, like, I really didn't do it. I don't know. I think God no, it comes from. It came from deep inside you. That's what I would say. It came from maybe yeah, your subconscious. Yeah, it was really inside, yeah. strange. Yes. Yep. Now what, and then, what you know, when I went back to read the sec, when I went back to read it, I was just I was enjoying it because it was like I didn't didn't write it. Girl, it was it was different. It was really oh wow wow. Now what inspired you? I know how you got started writing. People were telling you, you should write a story, but what inspired you to actually write the spe- the book, the specific book that is right before my eyes? Why that specific story?
I think we're, oh, we, she just dropped off. It looks like we're having technical difficulties and join today's show. As I always tell our listeners, and I'm always prepared to do it and waiting for her to connect and dial back in. Maybe she had a phone, something with the phone where she dropped off. But I always say you have to be ready for come what may because things don't always go the way you want them to. And if I had to count the times in my life when things didn't go as expected, uh, I think she's back on. I would probably, I definitely would run out of fingers and toes. Just keep it moving. How you doing, Michelle? I'm girl. I had to change phones. I don't know who what happened, but I'm on a don't worry about it. As as, I'm on a landline now. (laughs) Yeah, as I was telling our listeners, I have learned over the years, not just on the radio show, but many other things in life. You just keep it moving, keep it moving. I'm always ready to fill in a gap. Just keep it moving. Um. I was, so what, what we were talking about was what inspired you to write that specific book right before my eyes? Um, goodness, I, like I said, the two people who told me like I was I had just came out of a crazy relationship. It was like crazy, and they were like, "You need to write a book." And I more felt like it was more of a challenge. Like, okay, <laughs> so that one story, yeah, that'll be good, but. I can't write a whole book about that one story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't last that long. So I had to just, I just tapped in, you know. I'm like, wow. I took it as a challenge, and I was like, okay, I'm going to make this great. Okay. And I challenged myself. <laughs> okay. And, 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 and I you think did. it took about 15 months to write it because, you know, I'm working right. and everything like that. Right. And I had to learn discipline on when to write, how to write. You know, I had to mm-hmm. go through all that. And I actually ended up having to take an extra day off to dedicate to writing because I just couldn't get everything done in mm-hmm. you know, days off. So I actually work four days now. So I had dedicated Tuesday, and that was my day, to write. And, boy, I tell you, <laughs> I was just like, my whole thing was, okay, see it through. Because I'm like, okay, what am I doing? How do I get, what, oh, my goodness. I'm like, just see mm-hmm. it through. Just keep writing. Just keep writing. Just keep going. So the inspiration just came from, doing hair and all the stories and my experiences and cousins' experiences and friends' experiences and just, you know, you can get your inspiration just by living, just anything around you, you know, positive people, just doing hair and in church and friends and family. There's all kinds of people in your life who are characters. (laughs) So you just take something from that and make it just more dramatized, if that's the word, you know, and just add to it and just make it, you know, and they don't even know. And some people don't even know that it came from them. Like this character was built off of them. Like, that was it's not you per se, but right, you just, know, just a little bit, just a attitude, little bit. You know, maybe yeah. just attitude. You know, everybody right. has to have a different voice. So that's how okay. you expound on it. Now, can you and give our off the can you give our off the shelf listeners an overview of right before my eyes? Just introduce them to the book. Right before my eyes, okay, there's two twins, Journey and Jordan. They're 30-something-year-old twins. They have two different lifestyles. Jordan is a hairstylist. Journey doesn't work. They're looking for love. So Journey's story is she, her boyfriend is in, he's a high school sweetheart. He's in prison, and he's getting ready to come home. But he calls her, and they um, have a fight. And, you know, she's, you know, 30-something, single, no kids. So she's kind of like, you know, I'm over this. I'm ready for what I want. It's time for me to, you know, get ready for my husband and have a kid. You know, every 
37-year-old wants that if they don't have it. So she's at the moment where she's like, okay, i got all these half relationships, you know. There's Sean, and then there's an ex, Jason, who she was in love with, and he actually did something scandalous. He moved away, didn't tell her, and <clears throat> he's still trying to keep the connection. And she's pretty much keeping it her, you know, doing good, her, <laughs> keeping the connection too. So she's going through all this, these mm-hmm. half relationships, I'll call them. So she's at the point where she's like, you know what, I'm done, because none of them are fulfilling. Uh, Sean is just like her uh, sex buddy. So she's kind of ready to take that stand and just drop all of it. So she does. Then she meets Mr. Rice, and he's like, perfect. She's like, oh, my God, God has blessed me with my husband. We're going to work. This is perfect until his drama shows up. And he has plenty mm-hmm. of baggage, and that is like, that takes you on a world spin. So, wow. Yes. Wow. Um, Jordan, she's has a different lifestyle, and she's kind of keeping it to herself. She's not telling anybody. She's like, the um, they have parents, so she's like a daddy's girl. And okay. And Facebook exposes her secrets. So, mm. being that they're twins, you know, Journey is like, oh, uh-uh. Like, she's like, I'm already dealing with my own stuff now. Yeah. Girl who looks dead on me, <laughs> you know, mm. is doing other stuff, and I don't want to get caught up. Because they, right. they had the same hair color, they had the same hair, they are identical. And, you know, Oakland is one of those urban cities, probably like your town and every other town. Everybody knows everybody. It's small. It's a big city, but it's small if you've been right. there all your life, you know? Yeah, if you've been there all your life, yep. <laughs> you know, yep. it's small, so... Mm-hmm. So they're going through their stuff. <clears throat> wow. Now, you know, then they, Journey has the, the friend dynamic. She has her sisterhood. She has three other friends, and they're mm. all going through stuff. One is about to get married. One is going through her drama with her ex. One is on a mancation, we'll call it. She's like, oh, no, I'm done. I'm going to do me. <laughs> <laughs> so they all have these. And Journey actually has, she lives with a best friend who's a male. So he's like the the brother that she's never had. So they're all just trying to go through their thing. And, oh, girl, it's, so it's all these stories weaved in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then once uh, Jordan's secret is out and everybody knows about it, the family is, just goes crazy because they're like, yeah. what? You know, so we, they're trying to understand her. They're trying to. And she's like, and Jordan, she lives by her own rules. She don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has a sense of they're totally two different people, even though they look just alike. Right, living by her own rules, and she don't care. <laughs> so you kind of got to go ahead. What, what, what? J- Journey and Jordan. What happens? They both twins. You think genetics? They, they. It seems like the only thing that they got similar in genetics, from what you're sharing, is their uh, physical appearance. But what happens to these twins that makes them turn? Do you give some backstory into what? in their childhood, what happens to make them so different? So, um, life. So what's going on with them is they learn that they have to be there for each other. So this is like Obama's running for president, and they're both excited. So they keep that sisterhood together. They're trying to keep it together through their adversities and all that stuff. But you kind of learn more about that in the second book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right oh, now, okay. It's just like, it's just like <gasps> the first book is like, oh, my goodness, more. I need more. I need more. Because it's not just their story that is turning you on. It's um, you got the other three girls who have storylines. So it's just 
a whole bunch of stories weaved into one. Now, Journey sounds like someone, uh, when I was doing the research for your feature interview, she sounds like a woman who makes bad decisions when it comes to men. Does she ever? <laughs> we were talking earlier with you being a hairstylist, and you said you, you, after 18 years you got tired of hearing the same old stories, and it's like, when yeah, are you going to get this? Does she ever learn from her mistakes? Um, you have to read the book. Well, do wow. we ever learn from our mistakes? Um, wow. That's what someone else said. Like, that's why I kind of like the, how I have them. Like, Journey is the, she's just wearing her heart on her sleeve. And Jordan, even though she's off the off the off the box, she's she's determined. Like, she knows who she is. But does she know who she is? That's in the second book. Ah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, so we have to wait to find out. Does he ever? She probably somebody that you want to shake and say, "Get it together." <laughs> how many times you? Yeah, like you like. How many times you going to make these bad, these a bad lot decisions? Of people can relate to Jeremy. Oh no, absolutely. But still, you almost want to shake her if to say, you know, stop doing this to yourself. But it's just really like you have to read the dynamic and just how the impact of each man is. You know, they like her. She likes them, but there's that but factor, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, uh, now what is it about Mr. Right? I think every woman has an image of who she thinks is the right guy, and I think every man has an image in his mind of who he thinks is like the perfect well, woman Dirty for him. Well, explains that she prayed about who she wanted, what she wanted. Okay. So when Mr. Wright came, he was saying and doing what she only discussed with God. She did not discuss this with her mother Uh, or her three or four best friends. This is something she took on with God, and she thought, you know, he delivered. Oh, but what is Mr. Wright like to her? What is he? Is he, like, tall? Is he he earning figures? Is he dark. He's working. He's providing, he's happy, he has a sense of humor, he loves God, you know. Okay. Right. And that's a lot of stuff that a lot of women <laughs> you know, look for in a guy. In a previous relationship, he has one child, he don't have a whole bunch of babies. <laughs> okay. And that's, so she's praying, talking to God, saying this is what I want, and it shows up and she thinks, oh, wow, what a blessing. That was the right, and he is doing and saying, girl, he is wooing her until his drama pops up. That wow. would have been fine if he didn't have them bad at baggage. <laughs> wow. He was because he she was his Mrs. Right, you know, and they wanted to get married and everything, but girl, life just said, mm <laughs> Now, now, Miss Jordan, what are some of the rules she lives by? What are some fearless. of the rules? She is fearless. She is in her own world. She don't care what you say. She don't really. She don't answer to nobody. It makes you wonder who raised her. Like y'all got the same parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she is. And then, then like she explains herself a little bit in book two because yeah, you kind of like, what's up with this girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's nothing weird. It's nothing that you you know haven't. It's nothing too far fetched. But it's just the dynamic is just. Actually, she sounds like she's she bold, kind of crazy, in your face. Her, her relationship, the dynamic of her life, is she's pretty on. She pretty her head is on straight. She sounds like she's in your face. She doesn't bite her tongue, 
And Jordan well, is more. Quiet. She doesn't really get in your face because she don't want you in hers. Oh, okay. So she's kind of standoffish. Wow. When you describe her, I wouldn't see her that way. Well, you know, she, she does hair, so she's not in your face because she's at work a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's doing her. She's doing her. She's doing her. She hangs out with her dad. She's close to their dad. She does her, and she does her thing. And then now, when everybody's all in her face and gets mad at her, she really like, whatever. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, now, why? I want to. I, I know you can't get a story away, but I'm, I'm wondering if somebody very close to her leaks the information on Facebook, like a friend she thought was like a friend, Girl, like a sister. Let's talk about Facebook. And, and why? Well, look, 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 if if you could give this out. I don't know. I don't want you to get too no, much of the typical. story. No, it's typical. This is typical. Everybody can relate to this. But somebody, why somebody that knows somebody saw something. <laughs> it was a third party that came to one of the friends and said, hey, is this, remember, they're twins. So mm-hmm. the friend was like, came to one of Journey's uh, best friends and said, is this your friend? And it was like, no, but she has a twin, you know. And then that, she went to Journey with it. And then Journey did her research, and she's just like, oh, boy, what is going on here? Wow. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Journey. See, I don't use Facebook like that, but I've heard some bad stories that can happen on those social media sites. Oh, I hear it all the time, and I say this all the time. My best friend actually said it, too. She said, I'm glad there was no Facebook when we were in our Oh, yes, we were kids. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, girl, I am so glad. I can't imagine what my Facebook post would be like when, if we had it when I was 19. Oh, God. Old. I was crazy. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> yeah, and and a lot of people get, and see, even some adults, you know, some people lost their jobs and whatnot because of stuff they post on Facebook. You really got to be careful. And like you said, it's a good thing it didn't exist when we were coming. Girl, yeah, we 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 can talk about younger folk, but then we did our stuff too. So you look back and you yeah. like, yeah, yeah. What I tell, wait, I tell one of my clients last week. She's like, yeah, my niece is on there cussing it, and I said, you yeah, that's a losing battle. I said I tried to do that when I was on MySpace years ago. You gotta let let them do what they do. They will block you. They're not gonna stop, <laughs> and you gonna worry, worry yourself crazy telling these, you know, these people who think they're grown. Yeah. Exposing their body parts They need to stop cussing They need to stop Posting all these pictures I mean you can try And tell them But all they're going to do Is block you mm. <laughs> I said you really Can just pray for them <laughs> Yeah and let's say well, Are your child And you're paying for it And you just You just shut it off Right, them, right. Give, me, give me your laptop or give me your PC. I'll right. shut it down that way. But if, if that's her niece, there really ain't much she can do, like you said. Right. All she gonna do is block you. You are gonna be looking at it. She's not gonna be her friend no more. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna block you if you're trying to police her page. You know, wow. you might have to tell her in a more loving, mature way. But you can't charge at her and be don't right. be doing that. You can't do that. That you're yeah. Not, because like you said, at that age, you think you know everything, and oh, my Ooh, God. You got, yeah, try. try you to got so much more to learn. Good luck. <laughs> and one of my <laughs> other clients, she's a she's 21, and we were talking last night, and she was telling about the F, the Facebook fights and how, like, if someone gets shot, and they'd be like, oh, such and such got shot, and here he come back, oh. I didn't get shot. And, no, that wasn't me. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and how these girls be, or oh, if somebody did get killed, they'd be like, oh, that was my heart. We went back to... 
third grade, and there's some other woman. Well, I had his baby. You don't know his Oh, my gosh. Oh, like, my oh, gosh. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. Uh. And wow. she also told me that some have gotten killed behind Facebook statuses and Facebook beef. Oh, my goodness. You know, thugging on Facebook. And so that's a whole different topic. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you got to be, you, oh, my goodness. Yeah, you got to be careful. I just use it to, to market, basically. Right. I don't go on there and get put all my personal information on Facebook, I don't do that. I don't. Yeah, I don't what want these to put kids need to understand, most importantly, is the FBI is paying attention. Employers oh, yeah. are paying attention. Yeah, so you need to be careful. <laughs> no, I, I I agree. Now you said when you wrote the sack, you that you writing the second, um, uh-huh. the sequel to Right Before My Eyes, it just flowed, flowed, flowed. What was the process of creating your very first? novel like did you start out with an outline did you attend any writing courses so you could you know learn the basics of it how did you what was the process you used to create right before my eyes your very first novel so the title came first right before anything i'm like oh okay i was like i'm gonna go with it (laughs) Um, i did one seminar Um, i have a friend who actually like wrote a book before I did, so she was a lot of help. She mentored me uh, with writing it. I don't, I man, I just like when I did the three chapters. I don't even think Jordan was in it. I think I came back later and said, "Okay, wait, wait, okay, I'm gonna make her a twin." And so I did. Oh. Jordan was a boy. Oh, right? okay. And then I said, well, no, wait a minute. I want something. I want Facebook to be the tool in this book so it could be, you know, up to date so we'll know mm-hmm. what year this is, what century we're in, what decade we're in. So I said, Facebook is going to be the tool that exposes a secret. Yeah, 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 that's good. And so then I said, well, wait a minute. Jordan has to be a girl, and they have to be twins because we're going to write about twins and how stuff gets confused and the secret is going to come out because they're twins and we're going to, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) you know how it is like you're somewhere at the grocery store and something popping in your head, you got to stop, get your phone out and record (laughs) Something or you hear something. You know when you're writing, you have a different ear when you're listening to people. Right. You things you read stuff on Facebook. Facebook really did a lot of inspiring for me, and oh, like okay. you just pick up on all this stuff. Like you hear jokes different. You hear when people talking about news and da da da. So like I have a lot of up to date facts going on in the book. Like the first book has the Obama was the thing his first okay. running for uh, president. So that was like oh yeah that was what grabbed you. Um, mm-hmm. If you're from Oakland, you're gonna love it because of all the landmarks I talk about from the oh, past. I love that. I love that when I'm reading a, 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 a book because it teaches me about a, a place that I've never been right. to before. And then like that, if you're not from here, you're gonna love it too because you have the picture is painted. I've heard that a lot about how I write. You paint the picture like I could just mm-hmm. see it so vividly. You know, so Oakland's a beautiful city. I must add and must say, no matter what you hear about it. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Okay. So just, I just went with it. it. Just I just started and just like I do hair. You start with one strand of hair. You go to the second. You go to the third. Okay. And I like that. I have action. no idea. I've never written before. I never. I don't have a degree in journalism. I've never. You know. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So I just kind of the creativity in me just 
just started going. I'm just adding stuff to it, and these these other girls, I didn't change people's names, <laughs> and it just okay. Let them have parents. I wanted to have. I wanted the girls to have parents. You know, let's mm-hmm. come from a middle class. You know, why does every urban book, you know, have to be oh, yeah. ghetto and thugged out and no, I don't want that. I want it in the middle. I don't want it right. to, I don't you know, I don't want it like that. Okay. So let's now, we'll, let's put a little clear a little huxtable in there if you will. Let's give it a little huxtable. <laughs> okay. And so. I think that's good. I think we do need Yeah, we like you said, we don't need every story with a person from a dysfunctional family. But some from not some, like although that. every family's got not like that. But, <laughs> mhm. But uh, were both the mother and father in the home. Now, what will readers learn about themselves? What will people? Will Ooh, they, there's they, a I lot of after they read. So the girls are very spiritual. They're connected with God, and if anything, you're going to get word. Um, there's okay. a lot of connection with the Bible. Um, there's a little cussing, there's sex, but yeah, that's like any thirty year old fighting for whatever they want, going through the motions. You know, um, mm-hmm. one of my readers actually told me she actually wanted to get closer with God after reading my book. Wow. Isn't that so it really is a lot of spirituality here, and it's like, you know, every woman is searching for something. And you will learn that you need to let go and let God. You need to know that you should not be looking for the man. Let him come get you. You'll learn a lot. <laughs> I mm-hmm. can't You'll learn a lot. Um, you'll learn the dynamics of friendship, loyalty, sisterhood, Respect for yourself, um, really how a thought process, how you, well, you know, you think journey is crazy, but these are different dynamics a lot of us are going through. And it just really cuts dry about how she feels, how it's looked at. And it's a mirror of you. It's a reflection of probably what you are going through or went through. And this is how you need to, and this is how it is. You know, you okay. talk bad about journey, but this is you too. You've been, you've been her before. And this is what you look like in your face. This is what you look like. Wow. So you, uh, you like don't a mirror. know what you look like when you're in it, right? You have right, no idea. Yeah. Doing what you're doing, what your heart says. So this is a battle of the mind and the heart. You're trying to get what you want. This person totally doesn't have it. It totally is not going to give it to you. You know, the guy Jason, he clearly is not. He moved away. He's with someone else. You, they told someone has told you, and. Yeah, he's still calling. I mean, a girl, it just mm. it's a whole dysfunc <laughs> of what most mm. of all these R&B love songs are writing about. So you cannot tell me Journey is by herself. Right, no. Rice makes who win Grammys behind these kind of songs. So right. it'll really help you. It could right. be a self-help book with told as a novel, but it'll just help you get through process things and that is something you want to stop letting people just treat you in your kind of way. Yes, yes. <laughs> get be bold enough to say, you know what? This, no matter how I feel about him or her, what they, this is not it. And just no, right? Let it go. You got to let it go. And then you know, each of my chapters are named are song titles because you know, music plays a big part of our lives. It plays our mm-hmm. soundtrack. So right. You really will love. And it's you know, rap is gospel is R and B, new old. So, of course, it's, I think book one was, what, 2008, so it's nothing past 2008. So the music just plays a part of every event. And that's what a lot of people love is the music references. I do that again in book two. I think I went more into the music because 
these songs are for us. They help us get through stuff. They help us open up. They help us heal. They help us cry, go through it, whatever. Yeah, and and then they, they, yeah. situation. <laughs> and they bring back memories when you hear a favorite song. It brings back so many memories and so many emotions. It I think that is really smart of you to to put those books in there as a reference, a point of reference for the reader. Mm-hmm. It's going to bring up a lot of emotions and a lot of memories when they're like, wow, I remember what I was doing when that song was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it, connect it, the reader, and I think I did that. I just mm-hmm. want to impact you. Um when I read a book, I have got to be in love with it in, in the three chap in three pages. It just wow. I got to be pulled in. Okay, and that's okay. what I was what I what I was going for. And what was so I was when I wrote it, I'm thinking, okay, I'm writing this for seventeen year olds to about forty five year olds. About that, that's mm-hmm. the age group. Do you know women in their sixties and seventies love the book? I mean, they don't even wow. know. They don't even know nothing about Facebook and all the genre, <laughs> the B, the uh-huh. BRB, the LOL. They don't even know what that means, but they love the story. And that's I was a, amazed at that. <laughs> that's a, that's a compliment. So kudos to you. That's a that's a compliment. Now, yeah. one reviewer had this to say about right before my eyes. Okay. They said, "I am an avid reader." And I haven't had such a good time, good reading in a long time. This book is a modern day waiting to exhale. I had my moments where I laughed, cried, and even got mad. Yes. I would recommend to anyone who's looking for a good read, you won't want to put it down. Now, in what ways do you think, right before my eyes, focuses on relationships or would remind people of waiting to exhale? I think the sisterhood with the four, the four friend dynamic. Okay. I think I get that from my favorite shows, Golden Girls, Sex in the City, Girlfriends. So if you do have, when you're writing now, I, now that I'm, I'm a writer, <clears throat> excuse me, I realize you do need that. And actually, I have a four-friend dynamic, but you need that to kind of mm-hmm. get the whole spectrum of women. Um, like with Sex in the City, I don't know if you are a fan, but they're all different, right? So right. you have that one girl who is Charlotte, she wants the white picket fans, she wants the the cat, the dog, the husband, and the 2.5 kids. You know, then you have mm-hmm. uh, Samantha, who's wild. You know, she's single, she's a whatever. I mean, you, mm-hmm. just, you need that because it just, I think the purpose of Sex in the City was that's everybody. Like, every woman has those four parts in them. Mm-hmm. You know, like Charlotte, uh, Carrie was the lover who she's looking for love, and she just she's running and can't quite get it. I mean, I think everyone is, is all four of those people. You're the freak. You're the one who wants to be the housewife. You want to be the like uh, Miranda was the independent, you know, career woman. She wears the pants. I mean, every I think you go through all those dynamics, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. You need that. You need everybody to come from a different place with a different personality to kind of just, you makes you wonder, how are these girls friends or, you know, right. and it's just they don't judge each other. I, know, I agree. I think you They just don't judge each other. They've been knowing each other since, you know, most people you've been friends with since junior high or high school, college, whatever. Uh-huh. You're different because you grow. Maybe you were the same then, but you go a different, you know, life puts you in a different travel. And the thing that keeps you close is you support each other. Mhm. I think when you read a novel, just like in you know everyday lives, that it's important to have, like you said, characters. They they have to interact with each other. And they might be friends, and sometimes they might have not be friends. But you have to have 
your characters have to be well-rounded and different. It's those differences that actually make the story interesting. To yes. me. How are these two people <laughs> going to interact with each other about this and then now about that? I, I agree with you. I think that is very important. It sounds like from what that reader said, that that reader thinks that you have pulled that off. Um, now, you published, you published by Author House. Is that correct? I did. Can you tell us, for our listeners at Off the Shelf who want to one day become a published author like you are, and they might hear about Author House or think about publishing with them or somebody like them, what was the process like for you working with them? Author House, I will say, they're very attentive. They will call you, hound you. <laughs> they got your back. They will make sure every process is a great one. You know, the first time was a little overwhelming because I didn't know what I was doing, had no... <laughs> You know, didn't know what I was doing. Didn't understand the language either. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I always say remain a student. So if they say something, like I say, like the dynamic of the book size, for instance, if you don't know what that is, ask. You know, you know, don't be, don't just sit there and let things happen. Ask. You know, mm-hmm. send me with a, a book that you have. And, you know, go get a ruler and go look at some books in your shelf. You know, kind of just you have to, you know, if you don't understand, if they can't help you out, just kind of like, you know, hold on and ask somebody. Because what I've realized is a lot of people are writers. I had no idea. Writers are everywhere. So Yes, anyway. yes, ma'am, they are. I and you know no what? Idea. I think it. <laughs> I think it's always been that way that people want to tell their story. And I think part of it is people think publishing a book will make you feel like kind of special. I think some people do it for that reason, for the, to feed their ego. But I think everybody oh, thinks they have a story. And it, you know what it was? I think it's always been that way. But before, you had to get a publisher to pick up your book. And it was then. If, then, if you paid to publish your own books, it was expensive. You had to put out like maybe ten thousand or more. Now with ebooks and stuff, it doesn't cost much. And it seems like everybody. It seems like everybody is writing a book. Right. But you know what? I believe everybody has a story inside. Yes. Of it. Yep. And yep. Some are going to tell it, and some aren't. You know. So I think that's up to you. And yeah. yeah but, so uh, author house, you know yourself. You, this is self publishing. So you are on your own. You do your thing. So you know you got to market yourself. You got to get into those expos that come to town and those fairs and any little. Whatever. I've done um, the shopping extravaganzas, you know, where people, you know, they sell clothes and stuff, rented a table at a hotel with them, and you got to get out there. You gotta, I've been on yeah. the radio. I've done my yep. book signing. I'm actually doing a book review next Friday in Oakland at a boutique. So okay. I'm bringing in people to support a black-owned boutique. <clears throat> we have a lot of them in Oakland, and so we're going to just have – a book review. I've been actually to some um, book clubs. That was fun too. To actually mm-hmm. go to private book clubs. Um, I got two invitations uh, coming up to come back and listen to what they have to say. <laughs> so oh, good. You just gotta stay. You gotta stay because I think the shelf life of your book is eight months. So you gotta hit it. So yeah, I'm taking. I just finished book two, so it's time to get back. You know, get the buzz. Keep the buzz going. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta market yourself. So yes, you know, hey, this is not for a punk. I will say that. Oh no 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 no! You no. Sell your book in the streets, or I mean, I've met people at gas stations. <laughs> I have so yep. books at parties. I have so books at Thanksgiving dinner. I'm <laughs> and I'm loving. <laughs> yeah, you remind me of um, 
and her name just went out of my head, but she said she anywhere she was, she would she was hustling, selling her books, leaving either cards or something down everywhere you go because yeah. there's so there's so many books out here. Not only are there so many books out here. People have so many different ways to be entertained now. Television, they can go to the movies, they can go to a sporting event, mm-hmm. they can read a book, they can Comedy go to an shows. art show, they can they can do so many things to be entertained, they can stay on the internet. The 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 right. opportunity so it's harder. It's harder to now sell because you you're up against so many other choices that people have to be entertained that you really got to really stay out there in front of people. Uh, and big companies do it. They spend millions and millions a year just staying in front of people. And so that's that's the, that's really about the only way you got to get out there and you got to stay in front of people. Yes, so I got and and other, it is work. And I have some other tricks up my sleeve. And even with Arthur House, like they have um, a guy who calls me periodically. He's like helping me. He helps you think of ideas to promote your book. So they're great. They really are. They're very attentive. And being that they're on the East Coast, I can get up early in the morning and deal with my book before I get ready for work. Okay. You now, know, do, you, so. do you have to, the process of working with them, again, I'm thinking of our off-the-shelf listeners <laughs> who might want to work with them. Did you have to put out a lot of money? And what was the process? You sent them your manuscript. They reviewed it. They liked it. They moved well, forward with it. The process was you, you know, go online, look at the package, I picked out a package that was affordable for me, and it was not a lot of money. <clears throat> um, and when I picked it, it was a buy one, get one free. And so ah. I was like, okay, so that means, cause I, okay, I, now i got to write a sequel, because I get to do that for free, you know. Right. So, I mean, and being it was my first time, I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. I had to go, but like, when my book, first book came, I think what, my book came out in, I can't remember, I think if I say April, and okay. it had, oh, it was my my horror story was my editor, my first editor. Uh, and I looked at my hand, and there was just a whole bunch of mistakes. It wasn't Arthur House's fault; it was my editor's fault. So they weren't good with me because I called them because it was on Amazon. I'm like, "Will you please stop the process? Will you please stop production? This book is all <laughs> wrong." So they took it off the mark. They took it off Amazon right then and there. <laughs> and I okay. came back, I think, in August with the perf with the masterpiece. And it's just, they've been pretty good. They send you your money when they say they are. They they keep in touch with you. <laughs> okay. And that's, they will ride on you. Did you finish? Are you finished? Are you okay. finished? I'm your new I'm your checking coordinator. My coordinator was wonderful. I felt like oh, she was that's attentive. Good. She paid attention. She watched, you know, and I let them know. This is my first time. I don't know what you're talking about, but if you speak slower, say it again, I'll catch on, you know. So Okay. We had now, to get, uh, every we just had to get it together. It was good. It was a good. It, it was a good experience with them. I just had terrible, a horrible time with my editor, but now I have uh, a great one. <laughs> well, that's good. That, and it's good that you took some action and say stop it, stop it, right. and so so you could so you could fix it now. And what ways did creating a book? Now you you're, you're a novelist now. When right. what ways did creating a book? How did that change you as a person? Well, I'll say when the book first came out, like I didn't even know. My cousin in South Carolina was like, um, I just bought your book. I didn't even know it was out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking oh about? Like, yes, it is. I'm looking at it on Amazon. I'm like, oh. and it had been out like three days, right? And I'm okay. like, so what happened with us? You know, so. I just, I cried. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is an accomplishment. 
so everybody's like, you're an author. My mother, like, when you when you make your mother proud, it's just like, Aww. you know, because you made your mother go through so many emotions growing up, you yeah. know. Like, see her smile and just announce, oh, my daughter's an author. It's like, wow. <laughs> the whole crowd goes crazy, you know. <laughs> And it's just, it was a rejuvenation for me because I'm getting all my accolades from hair. And she right. does hair. And she doesn't, you, know, uh, you know, it's like, but you be quiet. Don't tell nobody that. You know? <laughs> I just want to be Michelle. And now I have another thing. If you're an author, and, I mean, for you. and people who love it, they support you. Like, I could be, like, my, my people around me support the book, you know. And it's just like, you really believe in it. It's like, yeah, it's good. It's like, okay. That's you. And you like my be- client, uh, she just bought my book last week, and she came in. She said, "I read your book in one day." Wow! <laughs> so it's wow. like it's the page turner that I wanted. Like I've heard one day, I've heard I read it twice, I've heard great things. And you know <sighs> what? When you you're a hairdresser, because I know that's how Elin Harris got started. He's he's not a hairdresser. He wasn't, but he he started dropping his books off at hair salons. You. I was just getting ready to say, you have an audience that you can already, people read your books and go out and start talking. You could tell them if you like it. Can you tell 10 other people about it? Even if they don't buy it, can you just, if they do that, can you post it on your Facebook page? Can you, you have that audience where you can get that started and do that with, so your book can start to really, really. Yeah, actually, uh, take- yesterday, one of my friends, she's a bus driver, and she went to work, and she took a picture. Someone has posted my flyers at the, Bus station at the bus depot, wherever they are, it's in their break room. So Good it's for you. Hanging there, just getting. She's like, oh my goodness. And even a client of mine was at a restaurant and she saw a girl reading the book as she was waiting on her table. And she was like, wait a minute, let me see that book cover. She's like, that's my hairstylist. And so she went on her iPad and downloaded the book right there and there. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, it's getting around. I mean, I'm still hearing stuff. Like somebody just told me, yeah, I haven't heard you on the radio. And it's like, yep. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, Michelle. I'm excited. It gives me something new because the hair is so old, you know. So Right. Uh, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. That's who I am. But it's been a long yeah. time. So now I have something new to be excited about. And that's what you need in life. You need to accomplish some other things, you know. That's true. Get off your bucket yep. list, get to the next project, you know. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Now, who designed your website? And I want to give out your website URL for our listeners again. And, and, and Michelle, we're speaking with Michelle Robinson. She's the author of the book Right Before My Eyes. She's already worked on the sequel. She's an Oakland, California native, and I can hear her pride in being from Oakland. Her website is michellerobinsonauthor.com, and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. Again, michellerobinsonauthor.com as we come down to about the last five minutes of today's show. Just want to ask you, who who designed your website? This wonderful lady, she's out of Columbus, South Carolina. Her name is Ty Moody. She did my oh, book Ty cover. Yes. Uh, she did my book yes. cover and the website. What okay. else did she do? Ty, don't, don't charge my heart, or my mind, if I'm forgetting. She did the book cover. She did the website. I think that's it. But if I'm okay. if I'm wrong, she can call and tell me. <laughs> but yeah, she, she hooked me up. She's great. She's attentive she is, too. She's attentive because she knows I'm a baby. Like she's she speaks that language. I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> could you just hook me up? Can you do this? And she's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, well, could you just? And she did my flyer. She designed, helped me do design oh, my flyers. Okay. I didn't even know how to, you know, change this format today. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I do hair. <laughs> So okay. she is a great, she's a great, great, she's a part of the team. She's a part of the Rob Before My Eyes team. <laughs> okay. And she t- she's Ty Webbing Creations for our off-the-shelf listeners, anybody who's interested yes. in learning about. And she's also an author herself. She's, again, Ty yeah. Webbing, uh, T-Y-W-E-B-B-I-N Creations, Tyora Moody. Can you share three to four marketing tips with our off-the-shelf listeners? I like to give our listeners who are writers or who are business owners I like to give them, like when you shared how you got started with Arthur House, some tips that they can use in, in their own lives and, and benefit from. But can you share some tips that our listeners can use to start attracting more readers and visitors to their websites and for them and to support their books? Okay, you need an assistant to help you because <laughs> um, you can't do all this yourself. It will, you know, if this is your all you do, then that's good. But me, being that I have a career, I have to get help. <laughs> I realized that I couldn't do all this myself. Um, you definitely have to get a page on Facebook. I think Facebook is a wonderful tool to reach everybody at one time. Mm-hmm. When you're doing your events, have a have an email list and get emails from everybody, regardless if they bought a book or not. And you know, you have to be bold. You have got yeah. to bold. You got to be bold. You have to stand and smile and. Sell yourself. Sell your book. You know, you have to tell this person, you know, get a, a way, to cur- some charisma, how you're going to tell. sell your book, you know, and use that each and every time. You know, this one lady asked me, what I don't like about authors is y'all take so long to do the the, the second book. <laughs> and uh. so I was like, well, no, I'm, I said, I'm actually working on the second book now. My book based on my promise to her that the second book will be out by the summer. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so don't take. That's another piece. Now, me, I usually take about three years between my books, but that's another piece of advice. And and I see more and more writers putting out about two books a year to put out book. Don't 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 wait a long time before you come out. Uh, with your next book, that's a that's an interesting tip. And then you also said get a Facebook page, get a Facebook page, and and a website. And so, do you do the, do you put a lot of flyers up in Oakland? Is that something that I know you said I you have, attend events? Like, my flyers are everywhere. <laughs> oh, okay. Everybody knows about this book. <laughs> there you go. And it's like I'm hearing, oh yeah, I have this book. Oh yeah, my auntie has this book. Oh yeah, I just, oh yeah, my yeah. I'm like when I'm at hair shows, I got books in my purse. There you go. I keep books on me at all times. They're in the garage. They're in my trunk. They're at the salon. I got people. My mother has books. My auntie has books. <laughs> Everybody. And you said and it's something. One of those things that you know you'll be able to sell a book forever. So just yeah, that's true. Going. <laughs> it's particularly when you when you have some of your own. If you go to a big publisher, you might not. But if if you go through where you can purchase some at a reasonable price, then you then you could. But you said something I want to repeat, and I've learned this from experience. One of the best tips that you shared to me was be bold. You mm-hmm. you you have to be bold 
Whether you, you, you can't be no little mouse in the corner with a book. The no, book you better not be. You cannot I, sit down. You, I don't care if you prayed all morning and all night. You have got to be bold. You know what else you need to do with your table? Like what I do is I have a candy bar. So that's how I lure people in. Oh, I have okay. like all these cute dishes with M&Ms and Skittles. That's how I kind of lure you in because, you know, people like candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. That's oh, another way. That's I, another so that's way. And then again, when you go to these events, there's probably like five authors there. So what's going to make your table pop? <laughs> you right. know, what are you doing? What are you giving away? You got You know, people like free stuff. So right. When you do an event, you have to give something away. Even we, if that we, person just come get candy and don't even read, okay. But the point is, they see your book cover, <laughs> okay. And that's that's a very smart marketing tip. Believe it or not, you guys, we have we have run out of time, and it, <laughs> these shows go so fast. We want to thank do. Michelle. She was not feeling well, and she did a. Awesome, awesome, oh, thank you. awesome job. This is for somebody who was probably thinking, oh, my gosh, I, I don't need to do that that interview. I'm not feeling well. She went forward anyway. All over, I think. The oh, my God, you did an amazing job. So I want to thank Michelle, and I, I, I hope that you all will go out and support her and get a copy yes. of Right Before My Eyes, which is, is written by Michelle Robinson, your feature will stay up here for as long as we're here, so you'll get a lot of exposure. Go out and get a copy of Right Before My Eyes from Oakland's, and she's proud, that hairdresser. What's the name of your salon again? Naturally Yours. Naturally Yours. She owns Naturally Yours. It's in the book. A, it's in the book. That's okay. The works. <laughs> okay. R- right Before My Eyes, and then she's also working on a sequel, which she hopes to have out this summer. So please go support her, MichelleRobinsonAuthor.com online, and you can check out our books at Amazon and, and, and other uh, bookstores. And yep. Uh, AuthorHouse.com for your iPads. We got it. We got everything. <laughs> so go support, please, Michelle Robinson, and please pick up a copy of my new book, Love Pour Over Me. And as I always tell you, please come back next Saturday, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for another awesome show of Off the Shelf as we continue to bring you movers and shakers in the literary and small business world. And as I always say, remember you are awesome. You are amazing. We need to be reminded of that because the events happen in life and we forget. You are awesome. You are amazing. Go out and create a fabulous day for yourself, Michelle. I will email you the link to the show after it finishes the streaming. And email me Thank your you. link to your book, too, because now that I'm I, taking a break, I'm ready to start reading again. <laughs> I will do that. Thank you so much. Bye You're for now. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>